I believe this podcast is really going to bless you. I believe that. Otherwise, I wouldn't be taking the time to record this podcast right now. Brian Sussman here. This is the Brian Sussman Show podcast. I'm Brian Sussman, of course. More on me at briansussman.com. What's the genesis of this podcast? Well, yesterday I attended a birthday party. It's for a 97-year-old gentleman, 97 years old. Now, to be 97 is one thing, but to be 97 and to be completely sharp between the ears is another. I mean, this guy is, boom, sharp, as I will share in just a moment. It was a wonderful party. There were lots and lots of people present. It was a party that went on for probably about seven hours, people coming in and out. Just such a festive mood. Yesterday was April 16th. So I'm recording this on the morning of April 17th. It's a Sunday morning. I began the day, as I usually do, with a very strong cup of coffee. Probably too strong for most people. (laughs) But I love my coffee and I love it strong. And I cracked open the Bible. I was planning on reading from Psalm 119, which is the longest psalm in the Bible. But instead, my eyes started reading 118. So I thought, okay, I'm here. Let's just keep going. So here we are in Psalm 118. And I'll I'll tell you what really reverberated with me. These are the verses that struck me. First verse, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. For his loving kindness is everlasting. Verse 4, oh, let those who fear the Lord say his loving kindness is everlasting. Let me continue. Verse 8, it's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. Beautiful. Verse 14, the Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Verse 21, I shall give thanks to you for you have answered me and you have become my salvation. (laughs) I'll continue. Verse 28, you are my God and I give thanks to you. You are my God, I extol you. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his loving kindness is everlasting. So I just, I just meditated on those verses as I sipped a cup of coffee, and I'm going to take a sip right now because <laughs> this coffee's still hot, and it's still darn good. <clears throat> and I started thinking about, about the birthday party after I read this, this psalm, and I started thinking about the birthday party, and soon thereafter I said, I got to go downstairs and record a podcast. This is too special to keep to myself. So here we are at this birthday party for a 97-year-old man. The 97-year-old man is my father-in-law, Bob, as he's known. Uh, He has a nickname. Nickname is Rit because it's the first syllable of his last name. But it could be Rit, it can be Bob, but it could be Grandpa, it can be Dad, Or it could be just great friend. But the house was filled. It was beautiful. We were on the back porch. 
And everyone knew there was going to be rain earlier in the day, and they were worried about the party, but I put on my meteorologist cap because, you know, for many years I was a television meteorologist. (laughs) And I told everybody on Saturday, yes, it's actually I told them this on Friday. I said, listen, I've been looking at the charts, and I've been reading all the discussions, and and here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Sunday morning it's going to rain like crazy, but Sunday afternoon, boom, sun's going to come out, and it's going to be great. Well, sun came out, and it was was great, but it was even— greater than I expected. Thank you, Lord. Just what we all needed because people needed to be at this event. Who was present at this at this birthday party? Well, there were, of course, Bob's son and his daughter. His other daughter lives very far away. She couldn't make it. But there were two of his children, and they were present. One of those children, of course, my wife, his daughter. And then there were the children's children, his grandparents. Most of them were able to show up. One of my sons lives in another state. He wasn't able to pull away from work. Another lives in another country. Very difficult for him to come. But most of his grand, most of Bob's grandchildren were there. And then there were great-grandchildren. My daughter was there with her three kids. Uh, There were four generations. Think about that. Four generations present at this birthday party. Four generations. So not only did you have the family, but you had other people present. Uh, There were a lot of people. Unfortunately, Bob's friends from back in the day, have have died. Uh, they've gone on. He's 97 years old. There were a couple uh, old-timers who weren't able to make it. Uh, but other than that, uh, these were friends, not from his youth, but, you know, from, from most of his life. And why were they there? Because if you were a friend of Bob's, you were a friend indeed, He was just a great man to have as a friend. There were other people there that knew Bob from the business world. But even those in the business world recognized him as a friend. Because again, if if you were a business friend of Bob's, you were a friend indeed. There were other people present at this birthday party who... Bob had helped along the way. You know, there are many people in this community who Bob helped, and and we'll never even know about it. And now how would he help these people? Oftentimes he would look at their situation and approach them and say, listen, I have a little advice for you. If you do this and you do this, I I think things are going to turn around for you. So there was the verbal advice, but oftentimes that verbal advice was followed up with with a gift, a gift involving money, a gift involving money that sometimes was considerable, to which he said, listen, if you do this and you do this, I think things are going to work out. Here's some money. You don't have to pay me back. I just want you to do these things and let's see what happens. Other times... There were loans that he would give to people that were indeed of no interest, just 
pay me back whenever you get a chance. That's the way this man has always rolled. At least for most of his adult life, he's rolled like that. So there were people there that that just loved this man. In fact, I can tell you, as a man of 97, on a regular basis, every week, there are considerably younger men, men young enough to be his, his son, who come by the house just to hang out with him because they want to glean from his wisdom. Just to hang out with him because they remember when they were very, very young, maybe their family was in, in disrepair. They would come out to hang out with him because he treated them like a real son. So there were those types who were there as well. The, the love was palpable. You could feel the love in the room. Feel the love in the room. So now it's, it's a beautiful day. There's wonderful food. Oh my gosh, the food was just off the charts. And Bob just set up shop out on, their, on the porch. Uh, everybody found a very comfortable chair for him. He sat down. We put up an umbrella. And, and anybody who wanted to talk to Bob, it was, like, it was like standing in line to go before a king. And people stood in line. And people gathered around him and pulled up chairs. And there was just laughter and talk. And, and my gosh, this started at noon. And Bob didn't leave that chair from noon till, I would say, six o'clock at night for sure, maybe even a little longer. <laughs> no bathroom breaks, nothing. He just sat there <laughs> and enjoyed a little beverage and enjoyed a little food and enjoyed the cake once it finally came out and just, just drank in the wonderful fellowship. Now, of course, there was a sore spot for Bob because... It was only in November that he lost his wife, his wife of 77 years. Can you imagine? You know, the average life expectancy for a man in the United States, I think, is only 76 years. He was married to his wife longer than that. And they had a beautiful marriage. Uh, she, was, she was just as generous and as well-liked as Bob. Maybe even more so, really. <laughs> She was just a wonderful, wonderful person. But he lost her in November, and the heartache that he's experienced uh, has been significant, as you would expect. There have been moments where he's taken a dip, but how could you, how could you blame the man? Uh, there have been nights where he woke up sure that she was next to him, and of course she wasn't, and... How could you expect anything else after having her by his side all those many, many years? She wasn't at this birthday party. It was the first birthday party in 77 years, and one could make the case that probably in 79 years that she wasn't there. So that is, that is a sad part of his life. But he presses on. And he presses on with... The words from Psalm 118, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His loving kindness is everlasting. Let me back up now and take you to probably the mid to late 1960s. 
Uh, Bob was a, a, a very successful businessman. I, I will tell you, from all accounts, he's always been an honest man. He, he grew up in a household where honesty was, was revered. You, that's, that's what you did. You were honest. And you, you loved your neighbor best you could. That was the way he rolled. That's the way his family rolled back in the day. He was a very, very hard worker. And uh, in fact, I think just kind of a funny story, uh, he played football at San Jose State University and ended up uh, quitting the team because uh, he was married and his wife became pregnant and he thought, um, gosh, going to school, playing football, I got to get a job. Uh, So he went to work in the insurance business, but it was no sooner that he than he had gone into uh, the insurance business than one of his buddies, I believe this is the timing, may have still been when he was at college, one of his older buddies who played with him on the team, this was at San Jose State University, one of his older buddies uh, went to play for the San Francisco 49ers football team. And his buddy said, hey, Bob, you, you need to try out for the team. I think you can make it. This is really fun. It's professional football. And Bob said, why would I want to do that? I'd, I'd love to keep playing football, but guys, I've, I've got a, a, a wife. And not only that, a wife who's pregnant. I got to get a job. So he, he passed on an opportunity to pray, play professional football because he needed a job. <laughs> because back then, football didn't make a whole lot of money. <laughs> but... But I, I laugh for just a moment as I take yet another sip of this wonderful coffee. Mm. Ah. You know, laughter is good medicine, isn't it? Laughter is good, good medicine. So Bob gets into the business world, and he's a very hard worker, and he's very hard driving, hard on himself, always looking for opportunities. Not the kind of opportunities where he would step on somebody, though. He would never step on somebody's neck to get farther along in his business pursuits. He just worked really, really hard. And he was always looking for opportunities. He would take risks. Sometimes those risks uh, didn't work out. Sometimes they worked out really well. So he was a guy that just kept moving forward in the business world and tried to be a good steward of his funds. And never burned bridges, uh, but again, was just one of those guys who worked hard, liked to close deals, and kept moving forward and became very, very successful over a period of time. Mid to late 60s, one of his competitors, uh, my, my father-in-law Bob was in the insurance business. One of his competitors was a very evangelical Christian who said, Bob, let's get together. Well, Bob knew that uh, getting together with this gentleman was probably going to mean having to hear about Jesus, but he thought, well, he's a competitor. We're in the same business. I'll get together with him. And sure enough, the meeting was all about getting to know Jesus. Now, Bob thought he knew Jesus. He went to a congregational church every Sunday. Uh, You know, he, he sang the songs and read the hymns and tried to live a good life. But there was something different about this conversation. This gentleman was talking about a personal relationship with Jesus, which was foreign to Bob. Personal relationship? What are you talking about? I mean, what? But over the course of time, Bob began to see that he was missing something that this gentleman had. 
It was a personal relationship with the one who said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Bob started reading the scriptures with this gentleman and started to become convicted of the fact that he had never really acknowledged Jesus as the way, truth, and life. He had never really surrendered his life to Jesus. He had never really surrendered his life to Jesus and been filled with the Spirit of the Lord and had allowed that Spirit of the Lord to lead him and guide him in all things. He'd never done any of that. And over the course of time, through the friendship of this gentleman and the gentleman's persistence, I might add, he eventually came to the point where he bowed his knee to the Savior. In other words, he wasn't going to be serving himself any longer, working hard to close deals for him and his family, working to move ahead in the pursuit of of financial financial success for the sake of him and his family. God was calling him to something else. God was saying, I want you for me. I want you to have a relationship with me. I want to be the apple of your eye, not financial gain and financial success. So there was that moment where Bob finally surrendered his life to Jesus. Best I can tell from all the, all the accounts, it was probably late 60s when this happened. Now, shortly thereafter, his life radically began to change. His older children were out of the house by then. It was my wife still living. She was a young girl. And my wife started noticing all of these changes in her dad's life. And then her mother came on board with faith as well. And my wife started noticing all these changes in her parents' lives. And she, she was thinking, who are these people and what happened to my parents? <laughs> But the changes were radical, and over the course of time, my wife, through observing the changes in her parents, decided that, wow, this this is the real deal. I want in. And so she gave her heart to the Lord Jesus as well. And the chain reaction that occurred, I was was speaking once at a a conference center uh, called these... Mount Hermon Christian Conference Center. It's, it's a pretty big deal on the West Coast. And I was doing a breakout seminar on, go figure, evangelism <laughs> and sharing your, faith, sharing your faith. And I looked around the room and I thought, oh my gosh. Look what's b- before me. And I, I st- kind of stopped in my teaching and I just shared a bit of a story. But there in the room was the gentleman who, who brought my father-in-law to Christ. He was there. His name's Jack. Jack was there. Bob was there. My wife was there. My wife, who, who really introduced me to the way, truth, and life, was there. So it's Jack, Bob, my wife, me, And then a gentleman who I had the honor of leading to Christ. 
he was there. And he, he eventually became a pastor. It was just a chain reaction of changed lives before me. And of course, I had to share this with everyone present because it was, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. But Bob's life from that moment on became a life of tremendous success financially for sure, but a life of tremendous graciousness towards others and generosity towards others. And it's because of that graciousness and generosity and faithfulness, faithfulness, faithfulness towards others. And always looking for opportunities, just like he would in the business world prior, where he was looking for opportunities for financial success. He was always looking for opportunities for spiritual success, so to speak, of sharing Jesus with those who were looking for the way, truth, and life. So that was Bob. But yesterday, uh, we had the beautiful party, as I've as I'm mentioning here, and it came to a moment in time where the cake came out and we all sang happy birthday. The cameras were, were all rolling. People were at rapt attention. Happy birthday to you. We sang the song. And then when we concluded, the cake was brought before him. His eyes are, eyesight's really, really poor. The cake was brought before him so he could kind of see a silhouette of the cake. And he saw the candles. One was a nine, one was a seven. 97, two candles, a nine and a seven. Beautiful, beautiful candles. And he gently blew those candles out. And then, oh my gosh, so quick was he. He took the nine and took the seven and pulled them out of the cake and transposed them. So they read 79. And he turned that cake around towards us all. <laughs> And it said 79. <laughs> and I think he said something like, it's wonderful to be 79. <laughs> and there was a big laugh and a big applause. And, and once the applause died down, people were waiting for some words from the man that they, they came to see, they came to honor. And there was a pause and you could tell he was getting emotional. And people become rather uncomfortable at that point, don't they? When you see someone before you who you love getting emotional. So we just, at that point, everybody just turned into an applause. You know, just applause, 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 applause. And once the applause died down, he had gathered his emotions to some extent. And he said this, it wasn't, it wasn't more than a whisper because he was having trouble getting these words out because of emotion. But everyone heard it perfectly. You could hear a pin drop. And he said these words, you have all made my life wonderful. Now, why is that important in this podcast? Why is this podcast going to float your boat bless you, be something special. It's because I was witnessing a 97-year-old man who clearly coming to the end of his life, though he's, you know, 
He's sharp between the ears. He can't see very well, but otherwise he's healthy. He has a hard time walking. He has to use a walker, but he's on no meds. It's incredible. I don't know how long he's going to be around, but he's 97 and everyone was there. And he said, you have all made my life wonderful. You know, Bob is a perfect example of it's not about who dies with the most stuff wins. Bob is a perfect example of it's not about deals and bank accounts and stock and real estate. It's not about that at all. Bob proved at that moment in time it's about relationships. It's about relationships. As I mentioned, Bob's, everyone knows, everyone's, everyone there knows Bob as a friend. Everyone in this community where he lives knows Bob. They, they know him as a good man. People don't have anything bad to say about this guy because he's lived his life with integrity of character. He's lived his life knowing that the God he serves is the way, the truth, and the life knowing that the God he serves has filled him, Bob, with his Holy Spirit. God has filled Bob with his Holy Spirit. And that Spirit guides him and allows him to live and thrive and bless others. Wouldn't you like to go out that way, friend? Seriously, wouldn't you like to go out that way? There's no reason you can't. There's no reason you can't go out that same way. No reason whatsoever. Now, you may be looking back in your life and say, yeah, but you don't know about this, and you don't know about that, and oh my gosh, what I did to this person, what I said to that person. I, I get all that. Been there and done that. Got the t-shirt. But... A new life in Jesus can start today. It can start today. And he can begin to amend your past today. Today! All it takes is surrendering to him today. Now, some of you who have who are saying, well, I've done that surrender thing, Brian. I'm there. I'm with you. But still. Okay, but still. He can amend your past today. He can make all things new today. What did I just read from Psalm 118? Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His loving kindness is everlasting. I didn't read this. Verse five, from my distress, I called upon the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. The Lord is for me. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is for me among those who help me. It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. Friends, today is your day to make a change. I don't know where you are on this spiritual plane. Maybe, like I said, you might, 
you've been following Jesus for a long time. There's just a lot of ragged edges in your life. It's time to shave those edges off. Let the Lord do it, friend. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You know. And for those of you who really don't know him, today is your day to make that commitment. Take a step forward. I'm not saying today's your day to change your life. Nope. I'm saying today is your day to take a step forward and say, I surrender to you, Lord. And when you make that surrender, he fills you with his spirit. It's a magical thing. It's really just supernatural. He fills you with his spirit. He takes your human spirit and says, I got you. <laughs> I got you right where I want you. <laughs> and, and, and by walking in that, that place of surrender, he will bring tremendous change to your life. I promise you. I promise you. I look what he's done in my life. Oh my gosh, what he's done in my life. And the lives of so many people I've been honored to meet over the years. Friends, this moment is for you. So, rather than belabor it with words, let's just close with a simple prayer. Lord, thank you for the example that Bob has presented to so many, even people on this, this podcast right now who, who don't know him, who will never know him until the kingdom of heaven. But thank you for examples like Bob's that have changed lives. But Lord, you, you are the changer. And I know there are some listening who need to make a change right now, and they know it. They know it. They're convicted. They know it. Friend, it's time for you to bow your knee to the Savior. I'll pray a simple prayer for you. You just tag along with your own words. Lord, I believe you are the way, the truth, and the life. I believe no one can come to the Father except through you. I believe you died a sacrificial death for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead. I don't know how, but you were raised from the dead. And I know you have prepared a place for me. So fill me with your spirit right now, please. I'm not worthy. But I thank you for doing this for me. Somehow you did it for me. Change my life, O oh Lord. Make me new. All those ragged edges in my life, I, I know you'll take care of them. You'll take care of them in your own time, but God, I just, I just want you to take care of them. And Lord, for the first time in my life, I'm going to say, I love you. In the name of Jesus, the Savior, King of the universe. Amen. I hope that simple prayer represented or reflected your heart. Thank you so much, my friends. It's, it's always a pleasure to serve you in these podcasts. And this one was really, really special. More on me at briansussman.com. I, I pray you'll get the word out about this podcast series. And, and if this particular episode was a blessing to you or you know someone who it may bless, please share it, share it, share it, share it. God bless you, my friends. Again, thank you so much for listening.